Good day, everybody. We are all from rolling here on High Voltage with Double A. I am your host, Double A, and today this this episode is about you, the sports fan. And I understand that there's going to be people that listen to the show that are not sports fans, that they don't care about sports, right? But think about it like this: you are a paying customer at a giant or at an Acme or at a fast food restaurant or even just a normal service restaurant you deserve as that paying customer the best service right the best quality right the best entertainment maybe you're going to a concert or an event you know that's really what sports is it's just a certain type of event and that's where this episode is meant to be for you that you understand that you have your rights that you are entitled as that paying customer to demand better if you're not getting it and demand change if it's warranted and today when it comes to these sports teams i feel like that now not all these fans you're going to associate with loyal or strong or passionate you know and i know this is mostly targeted for the philadelphia fan base this is and i'm going to give you a hint it's not that has nothing to do with the eagles okay but I will say this, that when it comes to these fan bases, I did a little bit of research. I looked at the rankings, and I said, okay. And, and it was over the past two years. Like I, I wasn't interested in 2017 or 2013, and I was interested in previous recent rankings. And these franchises, who these fans had been on top of these lists, maybe there's some that's around the 12 or 13 range, but they have disappointed their fans over the past two decades. That is way too long and for some franchises it maybe may be three decades or four decades but for the most part you're going to have franchises that have not won in the 21st century and that is a shame for people around my age and people who are around 30 or 40 right they have not gone through a championship in the past 22 years so let me start with nba okay the main root of this episode is because of this philadelphia 76ers just plain and simple the Sixers are the reason why I'm doing this episode and they're fans you had Joel Embiid a hell of a talent and you had so many opportunities to get him a championship but yet you failed you failed him and in the process you failed the fans you messed up the Fultz pick which of course could have been Tatum you messed up Ben Simmons which you could have drafted a different player and which funny enough he was drafted by Boston Jalen Brown well also you could have gone with Jamal Murray but the biggest thing is that there's just there's just a culture dysfunction, right? I'm not going to necessarily say in flat out, oh, this franchise is in dysfunction, right? But I think it's more closer to the basketball court, where it's the locker room, the coach. I don't think they've had a great coach in a long, long time. Like, Doc Rivers is not going to be the answer. Brett Brown was never going to be the answer, in which they should have fired him, you know, two years before they actually did. So I will definitely say... That yes, the front office should have should have done a better job. The coaches should have done a better job, not just the head coach, right? Because we're ta- also talking about development. Fultz was a fail. Simmons was a fail. I don't even know who the hell their first round pick was, right? You also had the guy who you traded Mike Michael Bridges for. Like, where where are these first round and second round picks going? Like, Herbert Jones was a second round pick for the Pelicans, potential rookie of the year and he wasn't back a candidate for it like the guy was a defensive 
freak in just getting two steals and a block almost. But he did that almost every single game. He averaged that. So that's where I'm just like, the Sixers have not done a great job. And I don't trust Daryl Morey, right? I, and also, I don't trust Jay's Harden, which, of course, you know, now now we talk about trades since I, uh, I just brought that up. Jimmy Butler was here. Tobias Harris, you didn't have to trade for him. I mean, the trade for Jimmy Butler was a, a stroke of art. You know, the Timberwolves just wanted to get rid of him, and you really didn't give up that much. But then you give away Jimmy Butler for just cap space, I guess, and Josh Richardson. Let's not forget about that. So they have filled and beat, but for the most part, they have failed their fans. Why? Because you would think even with that level of talent that he has, and he does have an immense amount of talent, they still did not go past the second round. And you would think that they would. Like, MB could have carried them there even if this roster does not fit, or even if it lacks a little bit of the talent of, say, the Warriors or Boston that that has that kind of talent right now. That's not the case. They have not been past the second round since when Allen Iverson went to the NBA Finals. That's sad. That really is sad. Like, I thought when they faced the Hawks, yep, they're going to the Conference Finals. Like, the Hawks, this was their first go-around. Just like the Mavericks, it was their first go-around. Phoenix was not supposed to lose that Game 7. It was a home series, and they lost that home Game 7. The Sixers and Hawks, that was a back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win where. It wasn't that predictable. But the Sixers were, should have won. And you can't blame just Ben Simmons. It's not, it, it was, Doc Rivers was definitely, there was definitely blood on his hands for that series. But Embiid, Tobias, you know, uh, it, it just wasn't, it, there's just some, and, and Embiid, I have said before that, you, that the franchise series has to consider training him because he has been the number one constant and centers are, should not be your one in which, oh, what about Jokic? What about Towns? Towns and Jokic should not be a one. They should be a two. Think about this past NBA Finals. Tatum is not a center. Curry is not a center. Robert Williams is not a two. He's a three. And when it comes to Looney, he's not even... Well, Draymond, I guess, would be the one argument. A big. He's not really a big, but I guess power forwards, I guess, count. He's like a three, Draymond, because you also have to deal with Clay and Poole. He might be... And you guess you can maybe... Draymond's a two, but he definitely did not play like it, okay? My point is that, it, for the most part, needs to be a guard or a four. Cannot be a power forward or a center. Think about Kevin Love. You know, I'm not sure if, how many times he went to the playoffs, but when he was with the Timberwolves as that main guy there, or Kevin Garnett, you know, Kevin Garnett needed Rondo, Allen, and Pierce. It's, it's just that kind of league. I guess you could argue Shaq when Kobe wasn't Kobe just yet, but that's my point, that the Sixers need to understand something. They have to win right now. Or understand that at the very least, you're not giving the fans what they want. And the fans all... Like, even my one friend said, like, oh, finally, I could see a conference finals. It, it didn't happen. They disappointed immensely in Miami and did so again game six in Philly. All they want is to see a conference finals, and you're not giving them that. You have to make massive changes. And the Sixers, as a result, don't deserve that. They're like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. They have all the star power on paper. They don't do anything with it. And you could say, oh, the Cowboys don't make the playoffs all the time. The NBA is different. Okay, it's flat out different. It, it, don't don't give me that. They don't make it that far in the playoffs. The playoffs, to me, with a team like the Sixers, should be the conference finals. And they don't make that. 
So you can't go out and say like, oh, you know, like why should I ban this team? You know, I I don't deserve it. Why should I ban this team? You shouldn't have to deal with all the heartbreak. You shouldn't. You deserve better. You should not have to pay your hardworking money to see a product in which what has it done for you? I understand that you're happy and proud to be a Sixers fan. What's it exactly done for you? Is it a two way street? Like think about what Max Kellerman said, and this is the only the main thing I take away from first his time at first take. That when it comes to the Knicks, which is the next team I'm going to say, and then when it comes down to it, the main teams I'm going to say on this episode is going to be Philadelphia based, but there are probably a few teams where I'm going to say, like, you really expect this team's going to win anytime soon? Just giving you a little bit of a layout of what to expect. But here's the thing. He said, because of course, first take, bound in New York, you know, that when it comes to the Knicks, no matter what garbage they throw out there on the court, that is going to be a sellout crowd more often than not. Why would you pay for an event when you know what you're going to expect is horrible? And that's what the Knicks are. They, they, I feel like when it comes to Knicks fans, New York fans, they just go out there, oh, just for a good time. You know, no, you should go out there because you feel like there's a chance that your team's going to do something special, that you might go out there and see something you've never seen before but when it comes to an owner and you know that fans are going to pay for a ticket no matter what of course you're going to up the cost because fans are going to pay you're going to get a sellout crowd in Madison Square Garden Wells Fargo Center of course you're going to do that I mean that's just economics but if they're going to go no matter what why would you go through the expenses of paying top dollar for top players you're going to pay bottom dollar which would be as a result bottom players, bottom feeders, and not and maximize your economic revenue by cutting your expenses and upping the ticket price, which of course, so basically you have a win-win. And with his point, with the Knicks, it's like you should abandon the team to make a message, to make a statement. And that's really the motive for this episode. Really question your fandom. Really ask yourself, should I abandon this team? I don't want to deal with the stress. It might take years off my life. It might. Sports has that kind of impact. We've got, we talked about that before on this episode. Maybe the first four or five episodes. Maybe it's two or three. I don't remember. It's been a lot of episodes. But the thing is, is that everybody deserves the best. Fans or even a great person deserves the, the best. Sometimes, more often than not. I shouldn't say all the time. That's being a little bit too greedy and a little bit too selfish. But when it comes to fans, without fans, you are nothing. Without fans, you have no revenue. You ha- you don't have a sport. You don't have a franchise. And fans should not take that for granted. They have power. They have some power. So I know that one fan leaving their team doesn't make that much of a difference. But what about 100? What about 1,000? What about 100,000? And I might just talk about locally. What about around the world? I know it's never really going to happen. But it's really something that you should question. Like, what has my team done for me lately? Does it meet the expectations of the money that I've been paying? Of the amount of times I've seen it on TV? Does it, does it, does it make sense for me to go through all this heartbreak? When I kind of know what to expect already. That you're not going to win the championship. And I could definitely argue that yes, if you don't win the championship, it is a failure of a season. Why should you keep going through this cycle? Why? You deserve better. Why spend your hard work and money 
or your relaxing time, free time, we don't have that much time in the world if you really think about it. You really want to utilize it in the best way. Why spend it for a team that's not going to give you the result in which you ultimately want? And that's a championship. That's really the, the, the motivation of me doing this episode is for you to not only realize that, but start asking yourself those kinds of questions. Because again, the Sixers, I don't see them winning a championship really anytime soon. Now, if you bring in, if they, if they bring in a one, which is very unlikely given their Toby situation, James Harden situation, their cap situation. Maxi can be a one, but he's not ready yet. And I and, I, and like I said with my possibly training and B theory, because again, he's not a one. I think you should build a team around Maxi, and once he is ready, that's when you can be build a team around him and start winning right away. And also, just MB not being available, you know, it just annoys me, right? It really, it really does. And again, he had his chance. Game seven against the Raptors. Game seven against the Hawks. Game six against, and also game five against the Heat. He was hurt with the, of course, the mask, but didn't come through. And and you want a guy who's clutch. You want a guy who's a face of franchise and say, you know what? We're not questioning him. Get him the ball. Get him the ball. I mean, it's kind of like. Jason Tan, we thought a little bit, you know, like he he shrunk at times. Do you really want that guy being your lead guy? Maybe it's growing pains, maybe. But for Tatum and for MB, they've been in the league long enough. It's their time to shine right here, right now. If you don't do that, because this might be the one time that you're in the finals, the one time that you're going to have this much success in the playoffs, you have to capitalize on it. You have to. I mean, think about the Raptors. They were in the championship once in the 21st century. They took advantage of it. The Capitals, same thing. The Nationals, the same thing. The Braves, the same thing. The Falcons didn't. They didn't go back. The Eagles took advantage of it. You don't want to be one of those teams where like, ah, we're, we're, if we we made a championship, we made a conference final, we'll be here again next year. I'm not, I'm not going to say that if I'm, if I'm the Hawks, in which, of course, they were not even close, or the Mavericks. They're, they, they're not going to become close next year unless they get star power. Which for their team, they have a little bit more flexibility. If they if they re-sign Brunson to a max contract, a little bit less so. They have to start you know training away the uh, the Tim Hardaway contract and replace him with Bullock, who is basically the same kind of player. But my point is with the Sixers is that do you really expect them to win a championship anytime soon? And Beat's window is closing, and I want him to win. I'm not saying for these teams, I don't want these teams to win because if you know me. I hate predictability. I hate it in moves. I hate it everywhere. Maybe in a routine, you expect things to become predictable. And, it, you know, if, if something surprises you, it may throw your whole day off. But in entertainment, no. I don't like predictability. And so when it comes to these teams that haven't won in a long time, I'm rooting for these teams. But at the same time, I don't expect these teams, I'm about to say, I don't expect them to win anytime soon. So why should their fans go through the suffering? Why They don't deserve to endure all that. They don't. They really don't. So again, the Sixers, their window is like minimal because Embiid is not going to keep up this level of play for the next three or four years, and his body won't allow him to either. Just think about it, okay? Just think about it. As I list all these teams here, just really ask yourself, am I making the right decision by being a fan of this team or just leaving, not being a fan of the team, not rooting for any other team? And I'm going to explain with my last team. That I did go through this process, and you guys already kind of know that a little bit, but it's okay to leave. It's okay. There's no stigma. Don't let anyone else control 
what you think. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Phillies fan until the day I die. Why? You don't have to be. Why? All right. So the next team is the Knicks, uh, as I previously brought up. Yeah, they're not going to win anytime soon. I, I think they're also heading for a rebuild. They missed their opportunities. Like, I mean, Barrett, of course, was the obvious pick. But you also have, of course, Zion's going to stay down there. I mean, they're, they're scouting Mitchell, you know. So maybe things are rumbling in New York, but they messed up the Nikina pick, the Porzingis trade. I don't expect much from the Knicks anytime soon. And also, they've also had coaching failures. Like, Fizdale didn't last there long. Thibodeau is probably not going to last there long. And it's just, what are we doing here? So I, I, that's a, a really strong and loyal fan base, as shown by Spike Lee. As I was telling you with the Kellerman example, what reasons do they have to stay when they, when literally their owner has given them garbage product after garbage product? And they they made the first round of the playoffs. People were psyched that they made the playoffs. And they didn't even make it this season. It's um, it's unbelievable. One round of the playoffs can do like, oh, you know what? I renew my faith in the Knicks. Okay, fine. Let's see what they do next year. Oh, you know, they, they made the playoffs before. We can be back there again. What? Just, I really think that's another team you guys should, should abandon, the Knicks. I believe it until you see it. Believe that they are a champion until you see it, okay? I don't want to say like most of these teams have a black cloud hanging above them, but I really do feel like you can make that argument strongly for these teams. So the Knicks is another one. And the Bulls. What have the Bulls done since Michael Jordan, okay? I understand Derrick Rose was really bad luck. Really bad luck. But since Derrick Rose... Who, who, who the hell has passed by here? Okay, Jimmy Butler. You also have Zach Levine, Rujovic, De, uh, DeMar DeRozan. So, so that's more so recently. I guess you can also say Joaquin Noah. You know, those, ki- those kinds of teams. Made a little bit of noise against LeBron's Miami Heat. But they're not going to do anything. I don't see them winning anytime soon. That's going to be a really strange situation. Levine has the option. Gets bounced in the first round. They had a lot of promise kind of, you know, got tired by the second half, dealt with some injuries. Lonzo Ball's also on that team. They have a fine team. They don't have a championship winning team. I don't see any ones on that team. Vucevic is a two. DeMar is a two or a three. Levine is a two. Lonzo's a three. Who's a one on that team? It's not Caruso. I didn't even say his name yet. Or whoever their, their draft picks are, like Patrick Williams or Colby White. They've made some fine moves. But that's who they are. They are a fine team. And I know for the city of Chicago, I know they've had the Blackhawks. I know they've had the, the Cubs. And even the White Sox won a championship in 05. But the Bulls have been nowhere to be found. And the fans deserve better of Chicago. They, they, they really do. The Pelicans. I say this, not that they're that much passionate and not that much strong, but they had so many stars, once-in-a-lifetime kind of stars, pass through there, and they didn't, get to the conference finals. Anthony Davis, Chris Paul, and now Zion. Zion, I don't think he's going to win anytime soon. I, I, I've, I've kind of turned on him because of the betrayal to the public that, oh, you know, do I really want to stay? He hasn't said he hasn't said that much. I know he says it, but those are only words. If he puts pen to paper, maybe. But then you also have David Griffin. Oh, he's going to play. Well, is he? He, 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 he turned out, he didn't, Zion, oh, I'm going to play, oh, yeah, you didn't, I know I'm biased, I made a trade for him based on those words, and I got, you know, really, I got nothing out of him, but I will say this, is Zion truly a one, CJ McCollum's not a one, Brandon Ingram, maybe, but I don't think so, Valentunas, they have, again, 
a fine team. They may be the Bulls of the Western Conference. They have a fine team. Get to the second round. What are you going to do afterwards? I don't think you can put up with a one seed or two seed. I really don't. I don't expect that. So with the Pelicans, again, you've had all these stars, and it's not a big market. I wouldn't expect, I, I don't see a championship anytime soon. I just don't. I really don't. You also have the Jazz. They're bound. There's, there's some rumblings, you know. Is Mitchell going to stay? Gobert, do they want to trade him? Quinn Snyder, out. I, I, they've only gone to the second round. So, again, you could argue this is the Sixers of the Western Conference. Of course, they've had a little bit more star power, a one-two punch. I guess maybe Simmons has that kind of punch of Mitchell. But, of course, I would prefer Mitchell over Simmons. And, of course, obviously, I would prefer Embiid over Gobert. But here's the thing. I don't, I'm not sure I would necessarily trust Mitchell. He's been a constant on that team. So is Gobert. So I would try with just one of them. But, again, that team, Mike Conley, Bodon Bodanovich, not sure if I really like them. Like, you really need to have, like, three stars here to win an NBA championship. The Celtics do with, with Brown, Tatum, Williams, you also have Grant Williams as a fine guy off the bench. Derek White's a good guy. Al Horford's a good guy. But it's really leaned on those three. And again, with the Warriors, you have Draymond Clay, Steph, Jordan Poole, and also good bench guys like Otto Porter and Kaminga, Looney. So that's my thing. You need like three stars, three guys who you know that you can count on. And with these teams, I don't see it. Maybe the Sixers, you know, with, with Maxi, Harden slash Toby and Embiid, but then there's dysfunction in that locker room culture or the head from the head coach that's really causing them not, not to make that promise to the fans of, of, you know, doing better. And again, like I said, they might go to the conference finals, but I'm talking about championship now. And the way all these teams are way, way too far away from that as of right now. But yeah, again, with the Jazz, I, I just don't see how they get out of this and go to a championship and win it quickly. I don't. And these are maybe rude. You know, rude has been tossed around, but these are definitely strong, passionate fans. Why do they deserve the Jazz? I don't think they do. They show up, and the Jazz do not. The players do not. It's going to be an interesting shakeup, and maybe te- maybe fans would give them a chance, but um, I'm out on the Jazz. I'm, I'm annoyed by that. I'm disgusted by that. They have the one seed. What do they do with it? Nothing. It's an abomination, honestly. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm an impatient guy, maybe, and I know I'm not a fan of these teams in particular. I mean, in basketball, it's the Bucks, in which I, ha- I I was on my last thread. I really was. You know, losing to Kawhi, right? Losing to Miami in the bubble. Had, you had to win at some point, and they did. They had that urgency. The players did. Coach Bud did, and they did something about it. And now you're going to have bandwagon fans coming to the play, and you're going to have fans who are willing to stay, willing willing to go, I mean, and they did, in fact, stay. That's a huge deal when you win a championship. And again, with these teams, I just don't see that anytime soon. I don't. So the Jazz is an interesting case. The fact that they do have some flexibility, but I think it doesn't matter. I, I think they will... <sighs> With their luck, probably not make the right one. Or whatever decision they make, it would take a while for it to bear fruit. But I'm not sure if Mitchell's the one. I'm not sure he is. And that's a big deal. It, it really is. So then, I kind of loop these teams together. 
with the Trailblazers, the Kings, and the Thunder, I'm not sure how strong their fan bases are. I'm not exactly sure how passionate they are because they were like hovering around the 10 range in terms of their rankings. But I definitely know this. The Thunder should have won a championship when KD was on the team. The Trailblazers, you're not going to win anything now with Lillard, you know, on the wrong side of 30. And Brandon Ward, it was just horrible luck with his injuries. And the Kings, the Kings are a dysfunctional franchise, okay? Dysfunctional. I was surprised to see them this, like, this high in the rankings, but it seems like they are, in fact, loyal. Maybe not strong, maybe not passionate, but they're loyal. And that definitely means something. With these three teams, they're all going through a rebuild, except for the Kings. They traded for Sabonis. They still have De'Aaron Fox. Davia Mitchell. But I know this. These three teams are not going to win anytime soon. They may have some stars, you know. Shea Gillis, Alexander. Sabonis. Fox. Mitchell. The Blazers don't have anything other than Lillard. So, I wouldn't hold hope that they're going to win in the next 5, 6, 7, probably 10 years. Probably 10 years. And I know a lot of players come across this league in that time and transactions are made. But the thing is, it's really just more so a franchise thing with, with these teams. And sure, Sam Presti's good at what he does, but it doesn't always mean it equates to performance. Just imagine these teams winning in 10 years. I don't see, I don't see it. Do you? And that's really where I, I, I stand. These fans deserve better. They have not done anything since the emergence of their team. So I know the Thunder's a late bloomer. Come from Seattle. Or even their days of Seattle. Since two, since early 2000s. Because so I know they went to the finals with Gary Payton. That is something. And the Thunder went to the finals, but they didn't win it. Did they? They blew a 3-1 series lead. Don't forget that. That could have been their year right there. And they blew it. And then the Trailblazers went to the conference finals that one year. Didn't win a single game. Do you really just want to be second place? Fourth place? I don't. What gives you hope that they're going to win anytime soon? In your lifetime, to be frank. I don't see it. I honestly don't. Alright. A little depressing. I mean, the, the one thing that can possibly overturn that feeling is the Mets. Mets fans are very much hardcore Love their team to death. And maybe it's because of the lack of a football team. You know, like, are you really going to be true Jets or Giants fans? Probably not. And, of course, they have one of the most hated rivalries within a state, Yankees-Mets. And, of course, you know, the Yankees would make this list if it wasn't for, you know, they did they did win in 09. And, you know what, I'll add, I'll add the Yankees. But it's I'm going to tie it in with, with the Phillies, uh, you know, when I get to the end of this. But think about the Mets. I'm not going to say too much about them because they're bound to be in contention this year and next year with their roster, and they're doing really good without their key players. But they have disappointed going to the World Series, only winning a game. They actually could have won that World Series. I really do believe that if if they if they did a few things right, they win Game Five. Oh, they win Game Four. Oh, they win Game One. That adds up. And also, you play another game, Game 6, Game 7. I mean, I don't mind the Royals winning because they lost to San Francisco. But the Mets took the brunt of it. They have not won since the mid-80s. That's really disappointing. The Mets fans, with all their money and all their talk, deserve better. They Fans are a representation of the teams all around the world. What reason do Mets fans 
have to represent the team hope. And that's really what any team would say, any fan would say. This year they have hope. And there is definitely reason for me to believe that they can win. But I'm not going to deny the fact that their pass has not been great. And therefore they make the list. They have just been disappointed with, with wasting away DeGrom's years. You know, David Wright, you didn't do anything with him. Even with guys like um, Santana, even with guys with Matt Harvey, Syndergaard, Wheeler, didn't do anything with, with those kinds of talent on that team. I could probably mention more, but do I really want to talk about Francisco Rodriguez, Ike Davis, you know, Daniel Murphy, Mike Piazza? Do I really want to talk about guys like that? Or do I want to talk about more recently? It's still the same thing. They did not win the World Series. They have a chance to, but they have been a disappointment over the last 20 years, and that is definitely an understatement. I'm going to lump these next two together, the Orioles and the Rockies. I feel like they're rebuilding, but I don't trust their franchises that much. The Rockies especially. They have made some dumb decisions, and I'm not sure they know exactly how to play given their field, of course, where the air is thin. So the ball really does fly. And when you want a ground ball pitcher, and you, really, and you really want pitches that can become better given that elevation, and, and I don't know exactly how the spin rates work, you know, whatever, but you want pitchers that can enhance their game given the, the environment. If there is an advantage to, to be had, and there is, but they, but they don't. And the pitchers don't even pitch that well maybe anyway. They need to find the right kind of pitchers. They need to find the right kind of hitters. And also find good hitters in general. And I just don't trust this roster. And I'm not sure I really trust their farm system either. And just I don't trust their franchise. I think this is where it's a little bit of dysfunction. And fans of Colorado, in which you don't have that many sports teams. Maybe the Avalanche, you know. like, And also, of course, De- the Nuggets. But are they really that much of Providence? Promise. I wouldn't think so. Uh, you also have... Uh, I just forgot about it. Baltimore. Right? Because I lumped these two together. Uh, yeah, again, another rebuilding team with Rutschman, with Santander, Mancini. But here's the thing. I don't really trust their pitching. And even their hitters, I'm not a huge fan of their hitters, just the fact that they really did strike out a lot in the month of April and May, in which they definitely have cleared that up a little bit in June. But, man, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. It, it, what gives me belief that the Orioles would do anything different? I'm not sure when the last time they won, but I'm, they just don't seem like a team to me that says, like, you know what, I should trust this team. I'm not sure. They're, what what gives them any kind of attraction to a free agent? Oh, yeah, you should come here. It's very attractive because of this. Like, why? What? Maybe they have pieces to trade for someone and force their hand to come to a certain team. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I for some reason, it's more of a feeling, a gut feeling, that I don't trust Baltimore. I don't, I don't trust... The roster, I don't trust the, maybe the front office, maybe a little bit. I'm not sure too much about the manager. But I just don't see a team like that win a championship. Like, if they do, I'm wrong, of course. But where's the logic? They don't have that much in their past, so you don't have that much to go to for their future. So that's another team. And I guess the Brewers kind of are in that kind of same boat. You know, now they're not rebuilding. They actually... We're one game away of going to the World Series in 2018, Game 7, in which they put out, what, Wade Miley for, like, one hitter or one inning or something like that just to get the lefty out there and fool the, the lineup. It didn't matter. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Craig Council guy, 
But a team like that that keeps making the playoffs and keeps making some runs, they need to stop losing series and finally make a run. Okay, you've seen the Dodgers sooner. You've seen the Nationals sooner. You've seen the Braves sooner. What's holding you up? And I think from here, they have a good roster. They have good enough hitters, great pitching. It's just performance here. And it's gotten, it's sickening, it's, it's sickening me. Just the fact that you have great pitchers that don't perf- that give up too many runs, too many hits, or too many walks. The Hater, I'm not going to question him. De- uh, Devin Williams, I will question him a little bit. And the bullpen, they need to step up. They're players. I have an issue here. I'm not sure if I trust the players stepping up in the playoffs. And I won't say it's a culture thing because they, 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 they do good in the regular season. They do. But they're not the same team in the playoffs. And I don't know why. It's just the time that you're playing is different. So what? You guys need to step up. And they don't. So that definitely is concerning to me. And that's a, a reason why, as a Brewers fan, I would say this is your last chance. Right here, right now. And you know what? I just remember another team. The Twins are, are, are more like the Brewers. Same thing. They're a good team. They, 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 they weren't last year because they, they retooled. And now they have a really good team. But their history tells me that their players don't step up. They have not won a series in a long, long time. So I think for Milwaukee fans and Twins fans, this is your last chance. This this upcoming playoffs, this is your chance to do something about it. Go to the NLCS. Go to the World Series. Or in the Twins' case, the ALCS. Do something about it. Or I'm done. As a paying fan, as a loyal fan, this is your last chance. And then the Phillies and the Yankees here. So I didn't... I didn't mean to include the Yankees, but here's the thing. The Phillies have a great fan base. I know the Eagles and the Sixers, I feel like, are better fans than Philly fans because the Phillies have been just a wreck. And the Yankees fans have been making the playoffs, have not made the World Series in a long time. And of course, you can attribute that to the Astros. I totally get that. But the reason why I put these teams on, they did not win the 2010s. And I know I know that's not a decade from now. I know. But 10 years to them is like 20 years to us. So they have been impatient over the past few years. Phillies just to make the playoffs and the Yankees to win a World Series. On paper, they, they are capable of doing it. Of course, there's a lot of structurally flawed things about the Phillies. Don't get me wrong. But the thing about the Yankees is that I can see them doing it. So they're kind of like, again, with the Mets where they have been really outperforming what I would expect of them, given their circumstances. And it's the same thing with the Yankees. So the Yankees, I can see it, but it doesn't say that I'm going to just blemish, I'm going to forget about their past. They haven't done much over the past 10 years. And the Phillies, same thing. So do you really deserve this? Is this a situation where I'll give you one more year? Give me a World Series. Give me at least one. This year or next year. And if you don't, I'm done. Because I know these fans are definitely more impatient. And maybe, they may be loyal, but that's where the patience it gets tested. Which one is it? Are you loyal or are you impatient? Or, or patient, I should say. So, again, they, they I can see these two teams doing it. Except, of course, less so for the Phillies. Because, again, their defense is just atrocious. And I would never, ever, ever go for a flawed defense. I mean, it's not like your pitcher can strike out everybody. But the Yankees, I can see it. And the Mets, I can see it. So with the other teams, except for, of course, the Orioles and the Rockies, I'll give them one more playoffs, or two, at most. The Flyers, I mean, there's really not a lot to say. I don't know a lot about their fans. Again, this is based on 
research and rankings, but I know just just think about these teams. Okay, I'm going to run by them. Really ask yourself. They may have a great player or two, maybe a great goaltender, but do you, do you expect these teams to win anytime soon? Okay, especially when the Lightning are still great and they're still going to be great. The Avalanche, Oilers, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, Capitals, Brewers, uh, Bruins, they always seem to make the playoffs. Just ask yourself, are these teams not only going to make it, but are they going to win it within the next few years? Okay, because that's really, again, what we're talking about. Disappointment, what are their, their future, or lack thereof, and of course, what the you know the, the main thing that's getting your team on this list is how strong the fan base is. So the first one's the Flyers. They're, they're a hot mess, okay? They're, they're going to probably go through a rebuild. The fans are probably not going to like it, and they're going to probably just focus on the Eagles. So, but they will go through an overhaul, whether it's of management, because I think they're owned by Comcast, I think, whether that may be the general manager. I know they need a new manager and the players. So a lot of things are going to be overhauled, but they have not won one in a long time since the Broad Street bully days. You also have the Islanders. I don't think they have won since they won four straight back in the early 80s, which, you know, long, long time ago. Long, long time. Uh, you also have the Predators. They had their chance. With Pika Rainey, they had their chance. And now they, I don't want to say they're in a rebuild, more so like retool. But again, what do they have for me to say? Yeah, they can they could definitely win next year or the year after. It's almost like an elitism. You just have your select few. You have a few lucky ones. You may have a team on the uprise. Maybe you had a team last year that was really hurt. Now they're now they're healthy. Just just ask yourself again, where's my team in these tiers? Okay. You also have the Jets of Winnipeg, the Maple Leafs in which they have such a cowboy-like fan base, okay? And the media, you know, just loves to, you know, color the team and rip them apart. But they're not going to—I don't—they they, they can win, but they, they're just, like, cursed. They, they're, they I, Not only can they get past the first round, but <laughs> if we're just talking about the first round, then what makes you expect that they're going to win in the second round? Is Austin Matthews really the guy that can step up when you need him? Man, I, I just don't expect that. I don't. I don't. And what's the point of having him, like I was saying about Embiid, when you're not confident, 100% confident that you can win with this player? I think drastic changes might need to happen, but they're going to run it back with this team next year. So have a little bit of patience, but then when when they you know don't get in the second round or third round, again, flip that to like, okay, I'm done with them. You really need to see if they make any progress. I'm not, I'm not a huge believer in it, but we'll, we'll see what Matthews is made of. It really has to come down to him. You also have the Flames. I don't want to forget about them. In which they made a fine playoff run, but they need to do better. And they need to do so quickly because their players are not going to get any younger. And I think for NHL, that is it. Yeah, I mean, not too much for me to say again. You know, it's more so for my hockey guys. But those are teams that, again, you don't think about winning whether in the past, now, or in the future. And so the disappointment will, in fact, continue. And those are the teams I'm not saying on this list. I will admit that. But that's only because they just don't have a strong enough fan base for me to, to say, like, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you, sh- you should just lead them. It, you're, if you're investing a lot and you're not getting either enough in return, which could be at the least equivalent, so then it'll break even or more, 
then yeah, that's where I'm like, you should really back out. But if you're not investing a lot, then I'm not going to be too much worried about this this fan, this fan base, because you're doing other things for the most part. You know, I'm talking about fans that really dedicate a lot of their time here, dedicate their money here. And I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about as a whole, a whole fan base. So lastly, and it kind of this kind of episode is weird. Like I'm talking about the fans, but also it's a little bit of an expectation of each team. If you think about it, like are they in a position to win right now? Are they in a position to re- rebuild this season or next year are they going to blow it up? You know, and I did an episode like that. If you definitely haven't seen that, where I evaluate all hundred what twenty four teams, I think it is now. Maybe I didn't do the Kraken, but still, I did an evaluation of each franchise and I'm kind of doing that here in the view of their fan base so the first one's easy it's the Cowboys the Cowboy fans are obnoxious are annoying I would say the same thing about the Patriots don't get me wrong but they are reckless in the fact that they just hope no matter what they are always in denial about the state of their team especially when especially they're in denial about Jason Garrett but I will say this that they have they have been such a loyal and passionate fan base. They have not gotten conference championship game in this century. That's depressing and sad. And I'm telling you, man, as much as we don't like these fans, I think every fan base in football despises the Cowboy fans, except the Cowboy fans. But you must admit, they deserve better. They have put up a lot of money and a lot of embarrassment. They have put up with all that. And don't get me wrong, Jerry Jones and those boys have tried to put up a team, but the players have not performed in the playoffs, or even in some cases the regular season. The fans have deserved better. And I know you're gonna not you might not like me for that opinion, but think about the Eagles. If they did not win that championship, they would be in the same boat. Cowboys may have their rings from the nineties, but you're talking about two fan bases without a ring. And yet they are diehards. They're crazy, they're nut jobs. So, so are the Bills fans, you know. That was the next one I'm going to bring up. But since I bring up nut shots, of course I got to bring them up. Breaking tables, jumping off stuff. That's another one where I don't think they've won in a long time. And they've been to the Super Bowl four consecutive times in the early 90s. But that doesn't take away that they didn't do anything near that this century. But again, you're talking about fan bases that are really strong and really passionate. And they show it through their actions. Not just going up through not to the game but maybe their violence or maybe you you know how much they talk about the Cowboys or how they tailgate. I know the Eagles won, but imagine Eagles fans and they didn't win. That's where you have to think about it like, oh, that's what a Cowboys fan is going through right now. Like think about 2016, 2015. That's what a Cow's, Dallas Cowboys fan is going through right now. Don't be selfish. I know you hate them. Most of us are just find them annoying. And I think Stephen A. Smith says they're like cockroaches. They never truly go away. And they don't. They're, they, I think they're one of the strongest fan bases in, around the world, along with Yankee fans, which, yes, they're also very annoying. Talk about 27 rings in which they've only won one over the past, what, 18, 19 years. But again, at the end of the day, I'm neutral. And these fans have definitely have not gotten what they deserved. And I definitely think it caused, it should cause some fans to leave. Not that it would really matter, because they got so many. But we're human beings here. We don't deserve that heartbreak. We don't deserve that stress. We don't deserve to go through all that pain and agony and suffering. When it's just a game, but it means so much to us. 
we deserve to win at some point because it took all of us. But when a team loses, you lose, and you don't, and you shouldn't have to feel that feeling that many times. So I know that I said like, oh, don't go to a different team, just lead. At least that's better than losing. Feeling nothing is better than losing because then you feel like, like crap, almost cursed there. So I bring up the Bills, bring up the Cowboys, the Browns, the Vikings on the next one. Teams that have not won in God knows how long. Okay, and the Vikings are not as strong as the, the Browns fan base, but they're they're pretty strong, man. Very strong. And they're not going to win anytime soon, the Vikings. With Kirk Cousins? Are you kidding me? Kirk Cousins? No. God, no. They're not going to win anytime soon. And I know Dalvin Cook is a hell of a running back. Love the guy. But... They're not going to win anytime soon. Me, even with Justin Jefferson, and I'm feeling. I don't. I don't trust their defense. I don't know this much about the, the coach. I don't. For an office, okay, eh. But this team, this the culture and the stigma, they have gone to a conference championship game and got blown out by a team that has never won the Super Bowl before. And I'm not sure they're going to. They have not gone back there. Have not even been close. It says something. It definitely does. And with the Browns. They did get Deshaun Watson, but he might not play a single snap for them. Who knows? I won't believe it until it's true because I really don't like that guy. I really don't. And I think he's guilty as hell. But here's the thing. Even if you do have Deshaun Watson, and yes, he will be rusty, so his first year might be a wash. Who knows? And it might be too late even when he starts getting to the groove of playing football again, organized football. So let's say get suspended for a year. Plays, but is rusty. So then we're talking about his third year. His third year, and it's been his third season with the Browns. Third, His second year from the suspension, which would be the beginning of the 2024 season. Yet he was on a 4-12 team in the 2020 season. The, my point with Watson, just bringing all that up, is that he's, we're not, we're, we shouldn't assume that he's going to be the same kind of player. He may be young, but he's not going to be that young when he's back to playing football the way in which we know of him to be. And even if we get to that point, sooner or later, and he's under contract for the Browns for a long time, in which, again, I'm not a big fan of the contract, and I don't know how it was really legal or even approved by the NFL under just, it's not an extension, and they just replaced the contract. Like, I don't know exactly how they, they got by that, but they did. My point is with Watson is that he's not been to the Super Bowl, and he, when he was close, he was up, what, 24 points against the Chiefs? I forget if that was the conference championship game or the game in which that would lead them to the conference championship. I think it might have been the conference game. And they lost the Chiefs. They lost that lead. He lost his loss there. I'm not sure I really believe in Watson. I'm not sure. And the guy is very talented, but I do question his leadership. I question his person now, of course, his priorities. Like, does he care about sex all the time? Is he willing... Is he willing to risk himself and getting suspended? Is he willing to uh, to risk himself and not playing again and possibly not play for his football team? Like, that's where the priorities come in. <sighs> it's ridiculous. The Browns fans definitely deserve better. They have not should have not gone through this long streak of not winning the Super Bowl. But I feel like, again, they're going to be disappointed. And they have been which is really the whole point of me putting them on here. The last two are teams that did win barely in the 2010 with the Packers, 
which I'm a little bit biased on why I bring them up, but it's kind of like the same philosophy I said about the Yankees and Phillies and the Raiders, in which they did win 20 years ago in 2002 or maybe 2001. Maybe it was 2003, but it doesn't matter. Point is that they have very strong and loyal fan bases. But these teams, I think, are not going to win anytime soon, and they have disappointed over the past five or six years. Derek Carr, I almost said David, he is not the guy to win a championship with. And even if he has the roster where he's a Kirk Cousins-like quarterback and everyone else is amazing around him, doesn't matter. Your division is great. And I see the Raiders as the fourth team in that division, even though they may come out with a 500 record. And I, I don't I don't see Carr winning a Super Bowl. I don't. May have the talent to do enough. He's, he's a barely above average, if average. But here's the thing. The Raiders moved to Las Vegas, away from Oakland, where... I, and also Los Angeles, where their fans are for the most part, just in general, are in California. You could argue that the fans don't deserve the Raiders because of all this nonsense and moving and money and relocating. You don't deserve a team that doesn't stay. Like, that's one thing that fans should take for granted. Your team is going to stay. We're not going to relocate. Like, Seattle to Oklahoma City, or Baltimore to Cleveland, or from St. Louis to Los Angeles. Like, stay in one bleeping place. I know the market may be appealing, but you but you build your fans from the ground up. And you might say, okay, we're going to have new fans and we're going to keep some of the old ones. It, it shouldn't work like that. It shouldn't. You're just going to piss people off trying to get the pest of both. And so this is a, a little bit of a, of a sideways take. But yeah, I don't see them winning. They haven't won. And they have definitely pissed their fans off. There's no question about that when they moved to Las Vegas. I'm going to end this episode on a personal note. I left them because they have disappointed me and a lot of Packer fans, and I actually did something about it. They don't deserve me. I invested in this team, and they let me down against the Buccaneers, against the 49ers, and against the 49ers. They should be the 49ers. They should have, uh, they should have played the 49ers both games at Lambeau, if you actually think about it, because they didn't. They lost the Eagles, uh, the Eagles in Lambeau to the goal line, at that goal line situation. But I did something about it because I couldn't take it anymore. And I feel better. I really do. I knew that they were going to lose to the 49ers. And I, and I didn't make my decision official, but I said, this is my la- this is their last chance. Devontae, Aaron Rodgers, the last dance kind of thing. It's my last dance too. Let's see what you do with it. Can you persuade me to come back in? Completely. Because I was starting to reel out. And they lost to the 49ers by what one point or something. And I knew right then, I didn't even watch the game. I just knew what was bound to happen. And I was right. To even make it to the conference championship game. As yet another one seed. I just knew. That's where it sucks as a fan. You know you're going to lose. You know this is, you have such a great team, but it doesn't matter. You just have a black hat, a dark cloud, or just terrible luck. And I knew they were going to lose that game. I knew from that moment on, I would stop being a Packers fan. And I feel better. I don't have to worry about them. I mean, some people keep asking, oh, what do you think about this Packers thing or this Packers pick? I don't care. It's one less thing I care about now, and I appreciate that. I have other things in my life I have to care about. I'm busy. At least it's one less thing I have to worry about, one less thing I have to do, one less time or money I have to spend on something. It's a blessing in disguise. And I'm not saying, like, oh, you must join me in leaving your team, but just think about it. It's the least you could do. Do yourself a favor. Ask yourself, is this for me? At this time, 
You shouldn't feel restricted to a team. Feel stuck with a team. You have the power. Forget all about this loyalty. Okay, I just brought up the Raiders. They were not loyal to their California fans. Or I think it was, I said Baltimore to Cleveland. I think it might have been to Indianapolis because the Colts were not loyal to their Baltimore fans. Trust me when I tell you, I'm trying to help you. It may be painful. You may feel like crap, but I'm trying to help you. And the Packers being the last team on this list, where again, I'm not sure if I can trust Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Kind of feels predictable that we're not going to win. What's the point of watching a whole season when it won't get you a championship? You watch every game, every minute, every snap, thinking this could be our year, and I want to be a part of it. You don't want to be a part of a losing season. Again, this is not me trying to be the snake getting you to eat the apple. This is me giving you another path, another option, a choice, in which you probably thought you never had. I'm trying to be that that guy in which opens your eyes, giving you another perspective, something to think about. I'm trying to be there for you, as I always am with this podcast. I would like to appreciate everything you've done for me, and hopefully I've done the same for you, and this is just another topic in which I'm trying to help you. So thank you, again, for everyone listening. I hope that you've been doing well. I've been doing well, and I appreciate people telling me, oh, you're still going strong, you know, or suggesting me a topic here, that I'm going to come, try to come around to it or get you on the podcast. But I really do hope that you really do think about it. Seriously, sports is a big deal in our life, and it's sometimes good to take a break from a team, from a sport, for a month, a year, it doesn't matter. Just think about it. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A.